Greetings, and welcome to the Thirsty Mage, the podcast now brought to you in 4K audio and ray-traced hops and barley. I am your host and Thirsty Mage community manager, David Lloyd, and this week we finally got our hands on the latest new toy from Sony, the PlayStation 5. We'll be discussing whether the new console lives up to the hype, what you can actually play on it, and what features, uh, what its features could mean for the RPG genre. And, uh, after that, we've got our 100th episode on the horizon, so we'll be doing a preview of an upcoming Thirsty Mage Battle Royale. It's uh, a great big competition where we will whittle down from the 32 best games to the best RPG as of now. I'm going in from everything from Switch, PlayStation 4 uh, onward down to the original Nintendo. So it's an ongoing theme and we'll be determining the best games in uh, a slew of different categories as well. But before we get into that, if uh, you'd like to have a key role in the decision-making process for this competition and uh, vote on your favorite games and a host of other different benefits, please head on over to patreon.com slash thethirstymage to find out more information on how you, become, you can become a member of the Thirsty Mage Video Game Club. But uh, I will uh, get to who's joining me tonight for the PS5 impressions. And uh, this week, I'm joined by a man who needs a TV with more HDMI ports. It's NWR Reviews Editor, Jordan Rudick. So today was pretty busy because I, I switched my internet and cable provider. Uh, so in, in Vancouver, we kind of have two like major choices, uh, Shaw and TELUS. And uh, so I was with Shaw for a little while. I had a friend that worked there. And so every every couple of years, he would help me get a discount, uh, kind of go back to whatever the introduction or introductory rate would be. Uh, he is not working there right now. Uh, and for whatever reason, Shaw seems very hesitant to uh, kind of give out new deals, either for existing customers or uh, or, or new ones. And so I, I thought it was time to make the switch. Uh, and so uh We've only had it for a few hours, but, uh, you know, just look at the internet speed test. My internet, um, my download is up around, you know, 900 uh, megabytes per second. My upload is about 950 megabytes per second. You know, huge, huge increases over what I used to have. So pretty happy with that so far. Uh, I've got more TV channels, and which which is funny because I, I I'd been thinking about cutting cable TV entirely, but uh, you know they they offered us this pretty sweet deal. Uh, it's about 150 bucks a month plus tax. Uh, it, it'll have my Netflix included in that as well. Um, they gave me 200 dollars bill credit, um, uh, and so yeah, so I'm I'm saving like 50 to 60 dollars a month and getting better service. So you know, kind of a no brainer in terms of making the switch. Uh, the problem with that is the, the the process kind of took a long time today. So uh, I had intended to go and pick up my copy of Watchdogs uh, to talk about Watchdogs during our PS5 impressions episode, uh, but I don't have it yet. So I'll, uh, I'm going to pick that up maybe tomorrow uh, and maybe share some impressions uh, on the podcast next week. But uh, it was a busy day. Uh, I'm with a new internet provider. I'm pretty happy with it. Um, but uh, I guess, you know, we'll we'll see. Hopefully, you know, everything stays kind of hunky-dory uh, and it, uh, I'll be saving money and getting that uh, that good service from now on. Yeah, the, those internet speeds are a knife to my heart. It's uh, I, I know, certainly a, a lot <laughs> a lot higher than my 3 megabyte download and 0.5% or 0.5 megabyte uh, per second upload. So yeah, you certainly one don't, day maybe. I don't, I don't. I don't mean to brag. Yeah, but I'm hoping that you get <laughs> uh, uh, you get the similar kind of service installed near you soon. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, it's funny. Like I, the we were getting 300 megabytes per second before, and it was it was fine. But I think the problem was the router 
was really bad. So, or, or maybe it's just the way our, my house is constructed, but you would have parts of the house where the Wi-Fi would just, it wouldn't exist at all. And so like, that's another hope is that by switching to TELUS now, uh, that there won't be parts of my house that are like dead zones where, you know, if we're on our phone and watching something like watching videos on the phone or listening to music, we're not, you know, getting killed, you know, losing all our data that way. That, that was kind of, uh, you know, costing us a little bit there. So my, my, I, get my, I think my biggest hope is not just the saving money, but that the overall Wi-Fi coverage of the house uh, will be better than what we had before. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm relying on Elon Musk. I'm hoping we get that uh, low orbiting satellite uh, in my neck of the woods, and as soon as it becomes available, I'll be picking that up. It's uh, it's not quite the 900 megabytes per second, but uh, to go from three to 100 is uh, will be a good a good enough jump for me. So definitely. Now, wasn't yeah. wasn't there something getting installed in your neighborhood, or did that not take, or what what happened with that? No, there's uh, I don't know the story. Like, if I go on to the website for this company, it says that they've got uh, houses down the street that, that are hooked up, but just not my house. Right. But then I was talking to the municipality today, actually. Um, they finally got back to me. I lodged some complaints about the internet service, and uh, mm-hmm. the, the mayor actually got back and um, let me know that uh, my claims that the, the c- cable company are on my street are apparently uh, not true. It's mm-hmm. uh, someone fed fed me some, I guess they're information on their website is inaccurate or something because they uh I, they've been in touch with the the people that install the, okay. the cable and they said there there's no nothing anywhere near where i live so i don't know it's the story changes daily but uh i think for for the the best case best case hopes is i think right now is hoping on starlink coming around well, you know, now that you've got the mayor's ear, it's time to make some other uh, <laughs> some other demands uh, <laughs> right. to improve the neighborhood. You know, uh, more yep. more pubs, more uh, more liquor stores, longer hours, things like that. Yeah, I'd just be happy if they paved my street again. It's a dirt road right now, so mm. they took away our asphalt uh, last year and haven't brought it back. Why? Why would they just? I guess it must have been in bad condition or something <laughs> if they took it away. Yeah, I think it needed to be worked on, and they figured it was uh, cheaper or easier just to take the asphalt away and put dirt down, and just yeah. uh, let us let us worry about that, I guess. So it's like half half of our street is pavement, and the other half is dirt right now. Jeez, well, it, the <laughs> internet might be the least of your concerns if uh, if the weather turns <laughs> yeah. bad or if the road the road the roads start to fail. I don't know, but well, I guess so. Well, we had the uh, the dirt road during the the winter last year, and it wasn't it was not too bad. There's a They've been pretty good about uh, pave or I guess shoveling it when the potholes get ridiculous. So mm-hmm. that's potholes is pretty much the biggest biggest worry of that one. Yeah, we get a lot of those uh, in in Richmond too, and I, I don't know they seem to fix them pretty fast. But uh, I've got I've gone over a few streets that seem to get ignored, and it's uh, always a little bit precarious, you know. Um, I, I, I'm not very much of a, a handyman or anything like that. So I'm always like paranoid that I'm going to, you know, bust my car and have to take it in. The, the bill will be huge. And I won't know if, if I, I won't know if <laughs> yep. I'm being taken to the cleaners or not. Cause I have no idea what things should cause when it comes to, uh, automobiles. So yeah, not, not a big fan of potholes. Uh, I mean, I guess it, it's funny to talk about potholes and street paving. So you think like this would be like the perfect time for street paving when there's fewer people on the road right now. And you think you'd want to take care of those kind of projects, during a pandemic, I guess, you know, uh, uh, when when there's uh, less uh, the, the, when the disruptions aren't being uh, felt as much. And I think early on, like I'm thinking like March or April, there's a ton of city work being done. Like I, I remember that. I remember like 
it'd be a ghost, you know, kind of be a ghost town driving around, but then you'd always see all the construction crews, uh, you know, taking care of, uh, you know, setting up new lights and stuff like that. But I uh, haven't really seen much of that lately, so I don't know what, what's up with that. But no, n- yeah. not here either. It seemed like they, yeah, probably like March going into the summer, and then it just like fell off a cliff mm-hmm. uh, in the summer. So but. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, one thing we are good fans of, though, are drinks, and uh, I'm guessing that you might have something, uh, something sugary and, and taste good on your end. I do. Um, so I think if, I, I'm always, I feel like I'm always doing this. I'm always like kind of calling back to something that happened previously or something I had previously. So uh, I, I may have mentioned on the podcast at one point I tried a um, uh, an almond milk uh, iced uh, iced cappuccino from from Tim Hortons. Uh, and I, I remember when I first got it, I was like, ah, I don't, I don't really like this because it tasted so different from the original iced cap. And I'd actually been looking for one with soy milk. So what's what's funny is that they're of the two kind of drive through Tim Hortons. I should say there's more than that. There's like three, maybe. Uh, but there's four or five Tim Hortons in Richmond where I live. But there's only uh, the the two drive through ones that I'm thinking of. One of them has soy milk and one of them has almond milk. So you got to you got to go to the one, you know, depending on which which kind of drink you want to get. So I've tried both. I think I might prefer the soy. The soy tastes closer to the original. Uh, but I got another almond milk one today. And I, I've been, you know, I've been trying to cut out coffee. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure that the the ice cappuccino does have some. Uh, caffeine in it, but it, it was fine. I I, I kind of felt like I deserved a treat. I was staying at home uh, for uh, most of the week, getting a lot of work done. I've been I've been pretty busy because I uh, ended up filling in. I'm, I don't know if I said this last week. I've been filling in for. Uh, a colleague of mine uh, at work who um, uh, was called for jury duty. So um, she uh, is kind of at the end of the semester here. So I've been kind of marking and administering some of the final assignments, uh, holding office hours in her place. And it's just been really busy. Like I've been, there's review games I've got, but I haven't really, you know, been dedicating a lot of time to them. And then I've been playing a ton of Demon Souls, uh, which we'll talk about uh, in, in due time. And yeah, I've just been super busy. So uh, I felt like, you know, I deserved a deserved a treat. And so I got this uh, iced cappuccino with almond milk and it's growing on me a little bit is the moral of the story. I feel like I could get this, you know, once in a while and not feel like, oh, it's a lesser iced cap. It's just it, to me, it's it's just different, I guess. Maybe there's something about, you know, when you when you have to have alternate or alternative foods or drinks that eventually you're like, oh, this is good enough. You know, like the same thing happened with like, you know, dairy free ice cream or uh, when I was getting like lattes and getting those with soy milk or whatever. Like eventually you you get it enough to the point where you become kind of maybe used to that taste or used to that flavor. Uh, and then it, it's all it's almost as satisfying as the original. I don't know if there are, you know, if you can think of foods or drinks that have, that have been like that for you, David. Yeah, the well, the drinks like the lattes, I I actually preferred the soya now like I actually had a milk one by accident um, yeah the, the starbucks screwed up my order a couple months ago and i just uh at seven bucks i'm just drinking it i don't care yes of course but um the uh i've actually gotten to the point where i'm fairly certain that the um vegan burgers that i'm eating now are better tasting than real burgers mm, so mm, okay. um yeah like i've been getting the the um but then oh beyond meat beyond meat, beyond yeah. meat burger yeah yeah, yeah. That, I really enjoy that, and they make a sausage now, and it's mm. just oh, so good. It, okay. it, it, anyone who's wanting to make the switch, uh, that, that's the first thing I'd recommend because it's a, it'll make you not miss meat pretty quickly. It's so good. So. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a that's a ringing endorsement. I think when when you can get, 
you know, I think with sweet things, it's maybe easier to make that switch because the sugar kind of covers everything up. But I think with mm. savory dishes, you might be more, a little more discern. People might be in generally, uh, in general, more discerning or more likely to detect something different. I guess I don't. I don't. I don't know if that if that's the case. I feel like it might be for me. But uh, I mean, you've you've said before that you know that kind of endorsed those uh, those vegan burgers, and I, I I do I do need to get on trying that. I've been I've been making dinners. I'm trying to make dinner more often, and so uh, I'd like to you know maybe that can be the place where we experiment is just, you know, Tuesday, or Thursday, when I'm, when I'm, uh, on, uh, on dinner duty, uh, bring one of those, bring the, bring some of those beyond meat burgers home and see how that goes. Where do you, do you get this just at the regular grocery store? Is it like Costco or something yeah. like that? No, just the regular grocery store. Like it depends. Some of them carry it. Some of them don't. It mm-hmm. depends when it's in stock, but yeah, I, I don't have to go to whole foods or anything. It's just the normal gotcha. IGAs here and uh, I've seen them at Loblaws and stuff too, so it's okay. at the it's at the main stuff, and yeah, it's so it's and I mean the other thing too with the Beyond Meat is it's made out of the pea protein, so it's not like uh, a blast of soy. It, mm. So you get so it's a I find it's better better texture and uh, it's it has like um I can't remember there's one of the there's a vegetable juice that they put in it so that it it's like a juicy when you bite into it and stuff right. so it's yeah it's really good. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I, I do have to try that and report back sometime soon. Uh, what what yeah. what about you? What what do you got uh, for drinks on your end? I actually have a, a pretty exciting drink. It's one that uh, you may even enjoy. Uh, maybe your stomach might not enjoy it when I tell you what's in it, but uh, it'll taste good before it gets down there. Anyway, um, this is the, a strong amber beer with rum, mm, and it's okay. from uh, La Vie de Chateau. From the La Grimoire Microbrewery. Uh, micro bre- um, yeah, this this tastes like alcoholic root beer. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, my wife and I had it, and she's like, did you did you give us root beer? And I'm like, no, this is real beer. Yeah. And she's like, it tastes like root beer. And I'm like, it does taste like root beer. Mm. And it smelled like, even now, it just, the smell, it just smells so good. Like it's oh it's it's lovely like I I love the taste of this thing. It's, this is the uh, first 7%. time you've had this one. It is, and okay. it's unbelievable. Mm. World Beer Award winner, uh, won some awards uh, in Europe as well, and for other things like it's got a, a whole heap of awards on the side. But yeah, this is, uh, and it's the I even like the uh, the label. It's got uh, kind of like your traditional pirate because it's rum. Yeah. But it's got like a barley instead of like the the feather in the cap. It's a barley. Uh, barley, yeah, uh, yeah, or like the the whatever the cone or whatever you call it, the yeah, barley yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's incredible. It's uh, tastes really good, and this this is something I'm probably gonna start buying now because it's other than uh, I don't know if my wife can drink it again because uh, she kind of I think she kind of has the same stomach elements that uh, mm. that you you suffer from and yeah uh, it it she did it did not sit well for her oh no <laughs> so it might be a, might be a, a David only drink that uh, I I have at night but man it's oh it's it's lovely I love so it. this is where this is where my brain goes when you you tell me you're having a beer that has that is made with rum yet it's only seven percent you'd think like a beer made with another alcohol would be <laughs> you think it'd be really a really high percentage like in in the 10 to 12 range or something like that it, it's surprise. I, I i mean you know far be it for me to to comment on how beer is made or something like that but i, I guess if you're getting that you're getting that the flavor of rum rather than like the alcohol of it 
Yeah, I think it's you must. They must just put like a hint of rum, but it's enough that you can tell that it's like it's been flavored with rum because it gives yeah. that. Like I said, it almost comes off as a sugary taste because mm. it's it it smells and tastes like like a root beer, but uh, you can definitely taste the alcohol. So it's you, gotcha. you know it's the not just a regular root beer for sure. So just just a you know as a bonus kind of tangent here for for things that have alcohol in them but but aren't that alcohol. Um, I had an ice cream last week that had gin in it, actually. So I think it was, it was like blackberry and, and gin. And the, 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 there was some kind of maybe citrus flavor there as well. It was quite nice. And the gin was actually, it, the, the gin really hits you up front. So there's this new place where I go for, um, they have, they have a lot of vegan flavors, uh, and then some, uh, a lot of regular flavors too, uh, called Vashti Rose. It's about, it's, it's not close to me. It's, it's probably about a 40 minute drive or so. Uh, but the, the, they make really, really high quality ice cream. Like there are, you know, a bunch of places that have non-dairy options, uh, but this place, like it's really, really rich and decadent. And I, I, I can't even eat that much of it, even though I love it. Um, but yeah, they had this, this, uh, I can't remember the exact name. I'll try to, I'll try to dig it up while we're, while we're talking and come back to it later. But um, yeah, the, the gin, I, that's the first time I'd really had, you know, I'd ever heard of gin in an ice cream, first of all. And then just like uh, an ice cream where the kind of, overwhelming first impression is that alcohol flavor um and i you know i don't know you know if you know if there's an alcoholic content uh percentage to that ice cream but it's it sure you know the, the the kind of that the heat uh that you'd get a little bit uh or the from the aftertaste of the gin you really got that and it was quite nice actually so uh, i would definitely try that again but uh, this place seems to come up with new flavors all the time so um you know kudos to uh vashti rose for uh adding uh alcohol to their ice cream and do it doing it well yeah well it sounds like it sounds pretty good might have mm-hmm. to look into something like that on our end of the the country yeah, see if there's places where they're putting alcohol in ice cream, and we'll we'll do it some kind of uh, digital taste test or something like that. <laughs> oh, sounds good. Cool. Yeah. Well, I guess we better get into the uh, the impressions of the PS5. So I I guess we'll just uh, explain to everyone at home the reason what we're going with the PlayStation Five impressions is because we both have one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Neither of us has bought an Xbox. But um, and I don't, I don't know, think based... I don't think that means we're we're never going to have an Xbox. I think that no. you know, both of us could very well end up with one next year. Uh, I think it's really based on uh, games coming to Xbox that that you know, and and I don't know exactly how the whole thing is going to work about you know if it's if it's made for Series X and it plays all the way down to the original Xbox One. I don't know, but when some of the studios that they've acquired, especially the RPG making studios like Obsidian, when they start putting out some of their major RPGs that, you know, maybe it's going to be really, really accessible or really fun to play on a Series S or X, I think that is going to be a time when we really strongly consider picking up one of those consoles. I mean, David, you might just be playing Game Pass games on PC, but at the very least, I, I could join you on playing some of those games on an Xbox and we can chat about, if not the, the console for both of us, at least the experience of playing those some of those Series X level games. Mm-hmm. Well, and we definitely may have to if uh, Bethesda ends up uh, with some ty- some kind of timed exclusive or something for mm-hmm. the next uh, Elder Scrolls or something like that. Then, It'd be very uh, hard to resist like a you know an Elder Scrolls <laughs> yeah. 6 or a Starfield that comes to Xbox, you know, with some number of months uh, ahead of time of, of of Sony's platform. So, 
Yeah, that mm-hmm. that that remains to be seen exactly how those deals are going to work out. But you know, we still know that. I think all of the Xbox heavy hitters are coming next year or the year after. And so uh, the reasons mm-hmm. to buy a Series X, I'd say right now, are, are much fewer than to get a PS5. And I think that's why one of the reasons we we made that decision. Uh, but that that should change next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have to see how it goes. The I've been watching some of the Digital Foundry stuff, so it's interesting to see the initial uh, comparisons between the two. And I mean, right now it seems like choosing the PlayStation 5 uh, on top of the games that we're about to talk about. Uh, it seems to just be running games better as well, mm-hmm. which is uh, a little counterintuitive based on the uh, specs of each machine. But yeah, it'll we'll see what happens with time, I guess. Um, and it also, it the, with the way that it, it's running, you wonder how quickly, like I know Microsoft has kind of the uh, notion of you know, it doesn't matter what you're on. We want you to play the games. So a lot. I think Microsoft might, at least their plan was probably to continue to make games that would work both on both on Xbox and Series X, maybe longer than PlayStation was willing to do for both PS4 and PS5. But uh, if, if the comparisons uh, continue to be the way they are, Microsoft might have to ditch that uh, that initial plan and just start going full tilt to to fully utilize the specs of the PlayStation or the Series X, I guess, and mm-hmm. and see. So we'll we'll see how things play out. Uh, definitely, at least now, I, I'm very extremely happy with the PlayStation Five. So what do you what do you like about the console, the controller? Like, before, I mean, obviously the games are a huge part of it, but uh, you know what what are your feelings so far about the the unit itself and you know just you know using it like the menus the the controller how does it feel stuff like that uh so the controller is the standout to me for sure for sure it's like this it feels bigger it feels heavier it feels like it's funny because i was looking at buying a second controller and kind of him and hot at the hundred dollars but this is probably one of the few controllers that i've held where i'm like yeah i bet you this thing does cost a hundred dollars to make mm-hmm. just with everything going on um, we're going to talk about um, one of the games later on that really utilizes to to its fullest extent. But the just what the controller can do is incredible. Like, uh, you know, I was walking through this one area in the game and it was raining and it felt like rain droplets were hitting my hands. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it, yeah. It's it's crazy. Like I can't, I don't understand how it can do that. And the to have uh, I was using like bows and arrows and different even um, like my son made me download Fortnite on the PS5 and you can feel a difference in the triggers uh, between the different guns like some of them you you have to pull like they have um, some resistance in the in the triggers depending on the different gun you're holding like if you're holding a handgun you'll have less resistance than the the bigger assault rifles and. Uh, there, there's games like bows and arrows where you're pulling it down and the resistance feels like you're drawing a bow. Like it's just, it's, it's crazy the amount that, that it can do. And, uh, the sounds that come out of it as well, um, add to it. And, uh, so the, the controller is definitely the standout for me. Uh, I think like UI wise, uh, I haven't noticed like it, it definitely looks prettier. Like I love how there's, uh, when you're in like your game library, or you're on like the main screen and there's like this great big background of the game that you're currently selected on. And um, when you move the games, it, it has the different pictures and then it p- plays the music from the game as well. Uh, I think it's pretty neat. And um, 
The thing that I just recently started noticing was the when you hit the PS button uh, just quickly, it'll yeah. bring up like that activity log. That's right. And I didn't even realize like you you can go to certain areas of the game just automatically. Like they have it. Uh, I playing Demon Souls. Uh, it showed one of the bosses, and it said like I could just hit that, and it would send me to the boss. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What? What is cool. this? Like, it's very cool. It's, yeah. it's it's crazy. Like, there for my particular game, there was um there would have been a, a detriment to it because uh, it would have counted as a warp, and I would have lost my souls. But it mm-hmm. would have like allowed me to go right to the the boss though, to the boss fight. So yeah, it's just it's just stuff like that is really neat. I like, uh, what about you? Like, what's uh, your what's your first what's hit, what's hitting you r- early on here? Yeah, so I mean, I, I think overall pretty satisfied. I, I mean, I think the console kind of booting it up and starting up it reminds me almost of a cross between the PS3 and the PS4. Like a lot of the kind of like um, dust or sparkling or some of the beginning screens when the console boots up really reminds me of the opening of the PS3. Um, and mm. I, I liked that a lot actually. I thought it was really clean. Um, and then, yeah, you know, everything is very easy to get to, um, uh, you know, whether it's the new games or if you want to, you know, the the media where you have like your kind of TV programs like Disney Plus or uh, I use uh, Dazen or not Dazen, Dazone, which is like uh, for uh, sports broadcasts and stuff like that. Um, all the settings. I, yeah, I think the menus are pretty easy to navigate. Um, the controller feels you're like you said, it feels really solid in your hands. Um, I, I'm, I'm trying to get used to the sticks a little bit cause they're, they're, they're harder. They feel like they've, uh, they feel like they're closer to what the, uh, Xbox one controller sticks felt like compared to like a, du- um, the DualShock four. Um, mm-hmm. so it's a little bit different feel. So I'm trying to get used to that. Uh, I do, I do like the weight of the controller. It feels good in your hands. It feels smooth. It feels sturdy. Um, the HG rumble is pretty neat, uh, especially, you know, in, in Astro's playroom, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes. Um, really, obviously it's a tech demo, you know, it's, but it's, it's a pretty full game too, but it's meant to show off all the things the controller can do, which is pretty cool. Uh, almost a little bit like one, two switch sort of, although that wasn't a pack in and, uh, you know, certainly not as robust, I would say. Um, the 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 sound coming from the controller is actually crazy especially in a game like demon souls like where the sound of like you know the barrels or you know the the attacks or the, the the abilities you're using uh that stuff coming through the controller it's a little bit surreal uh you almost you almost don't notice that it's not coming from the tv like i get i mean, i think <laughs> yeah. that's the the true accomplishment of the the um uh, the the audio projection from the controllers that it it just feels natural it feels like uh, almost a little bit like a surround sound kind of thing i suppose um so i'm i'm curious to see like i'm 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 trying to i'm trying to get a pair of the uh the ps5 um uh, the new headset, the new Pulse uh, 3D sound headset. So I, I guess when you have that, the you know they made the sound from the controller would be more muted, or the maybe the headset is meant to kind of take over that that effect. I don't know, but uh, I'll, I'll I'll you know stay tuned for impressions on that when I when I pick it up. But yeah, you know definitely very positive. Uh, there's nothing. I have read some reports of you know people uh, you know having certain errors with the machine or maybe it breaking entirely. Uh, those seem to be you know few and far between but anytime you read something about a new console you're, you start kind of worrying like oh yeah i really hope that doesn't happen to me and so I'm, I'm trying to be really cautious you know uh i i don't keep it in rest mode all the time i try to shut it down every couple of days and um you know just make sure that i'm, I'm, I'm updating stuff regularly and just try not tax it too much 
uh, for fear of, you know, uh, pushing it too far. So, um, yeah, all, all good for now. Uh, really, really happy with it. Uh, just, just, you know, I want to play more games on it. I want to, <laughs> I want to spend more time with it, I guess. Yeah. Like, so I did the PS4 transfers where I transferred a bunch of my games from the PS4 to the PS5 and that was very quick and very easy. So I was, I was happy with that. Uh, the one, so I am having one of those errors. <laughs> Um, nothing mm. awful. Uh, so the error I'm having is that the Demon Souls game it won't update. Like it, when I go to the, like you can click on the game and you can actually check for updates. And when it does that, it keeps saying, "Oops, something's wrong." Yeah. That, like that's the error I'm getting. Um, so right now I can't access the the Demon Souls online stuff. Um, I don't know if I'm over. Like I haven't really looked into. I have tried deleting the game and reinserting it. It seems like the and it was you know what's funny is that um, the first time I I tried to uh, install it I was having problems right away mm-hmm. and I don't know if that was because I had like started three or four games and not actually closed them because like you can you can leave games kind of uh, midway through and yeah. and you can go back to them and they're kind of like in stasis I guess like you just end up going back but I don't know if I should be doing that with like I was testing out a bunch of games at once so it's probably on me but. I did delete Demon Souls, try to reinstall it. It still doesn't seem to, to change it. Uh, reading online, it seems like demons, that is a common thing, and it seems okay. like the fix has been to factory reset and do it, and I, I'm not interested in doing that because yeah, I downloaded a bunch of stuff and it takes forever, so I'm just going to sit and just wait to see if an update comes in uh, mm-hmm. that fixes it on its own. So um, I, I personally, I don't know if... I would have even used too much of the Demon Souls online stuff anyway. Like we'll get into it when we do a Demon Souls episode, but mm-hmm. getting uh, murdered by uh, Demon Souls veterans is is not something I, I was looking forward to anyway. <laughs> so I I feel like the only thing I'm really missing out on is like the neat messages from people along yeah, the way. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. I, I I'll, I'll get to it eventually. I think so. I'm I'm enjoying my Demon Souls uh, experience. Just the the offline way, so I'm not yeah, I mean, too concerned. All but... that really matters is that you're you're playing the game and you're you're having fun with it, right? Like whether it's you know the, the same experience as other people is less important than your individual enjoyment with it. But yeah, like like you said, like I, I'm I'm hugely positive on Demon Souls. Um, it, it's going to be one of my games of the year. But uh, we do have an upcoming uh, uh, Demon Souls. Uh, focused podcast so we'll, we'll save mm-hmm. more of our impressions and thoughts for that uh david will be a little bit further through the game uh but yeah so uh, maybe let, let's get back to astro's playroom because every, everyone who has a ps5 has astro's playroom and has probably played it to some extent when they were you know initially <laughs> this seems like it's almost it was almost in, uh, installed on every console for this reason is that because it's the perfect game to play while you're waiting for everything to set up things to download things to update you know, you can quickly boot into Astro's Playroom, play you know, play a couple of stages, or you know, earn a trophy or two, and then back out to uh, the main menu and play whatever game you were, were you were waiting on at the time. So, um, David, you you've probably played a little bit more of Astro's Playroom than I have. Uh, what uh, where where are you there? Or what uh, what kind of experience have you had with it? Uh, so. So I've 100 percented it already. Oh my gosh! Okay. <laughs> it, it's like I'm not even. Like, I'll be the first to admit I'm not really a 3D platforming fan, uh, but I could not put this game down. It was amazing. Like, to me, it's it's uh, it's in the conversation with, like, a Wii Sports-type experience for, for, the, for a console. Like, it's just, it's on that level. Like, the game is incredible. 
the like you said, the, it's pretty much designed just to really showcase the DualSense controller, but also as um, uh, a kind of a love letter to PlayStation, I guess, because the whole there's the, the way Astro's works is that there's four worlds, and each world it, it's basically like you're taking a little the little Astro robot, which I guess has been around. I've never played an Astro game until now. But I guess they've been around since the the PlayStation. But I think it's actually a new character, David. If I'm not mistaken, and someone can correct oh, us, I think Astro Bot uh, was a VR game. And I think that's his first appearance. So I don't know that this is... I, oh, I know okay. Astro Bot, Astro's Playroom, it does have a lot of like nostalgia in the game, like you know references to the original PlayStation, Vita, PSP, all that stuff. But I think it's actually a relatively new character, which is kind of funny how they've almost made it into a mascot for the the PS5 in a way. Oh, it could be. Well, th- what threw me off was there's uh some of the trophies that you collect are like a PS1 disc, PS2 disc, uh, like the disc for all the all the generations and there's always an Astro game on each disc. So I I guess those are fake games. <laughs> I thought they were real games. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I think played. its original game was called Astrobot Rescue Mission and it's a it's a PSVR. It's a very highly acclaimed PSVR game, actually. But I think that's that might be that might have been the first one. So, okay, um, yeah. Well, it's so it's basically you're taking that Astrobot through a PlayStation Five. Like the 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 four worlds are based on like there's a a cooling speedway and a GPU jungle, uh, SSD highway, and um, I can't remember the the last one. I don't remember, but anyway, the, so you go into the world, and the theme is around one of the older PlayStations. So, like, you you go into the I think GPU Jungle was has like PlayStation Force uh, items. So basically, mm-hmm. like, you're going through and you're learning the different uh, different ways that you can use the controller. There, you'll take the little robot into another robot, and like there there's uh one where in gpu jungle you go into like a monkey robot suit where you use the gyroscopes to to climb up a mountain and uh doing different things and the trophies are based on like playstation 4 era things so you'll find like a playstation 4 a, a ps4 pro you'll find like a ps vita different games and stuff so you're just it's basically kind of like mario i guess in the sense where you're just going through the through the environments, finding, picking up coins, finding uh, different uh, trophies and puzzles. And it all comes back to this area where called uh, PlayStation Labo, where it all just kind of goes on display. And um, in there, it's there's this uh, uh, machine. I can't remember what they're called. They're like the machines where like you put in money and the uh, little thing pulls out. Yeah, like a capsule, even, a capsule toy machine or something like that, right? Yeah, but even that is neat because like you pull it with the left the left joystick or yes. the left uh, trigger and you feel the resistance of pulling down on, on the lever. Mm-hmm. And then in your right hand, when, when the ball comes out, you crush the ball in your hand using the, the right trigger. So, and you, again, you feel the resistance, but yeah, like the, the whole thing is just feeling the different um, ways that the controller could work. And it's incredible really be like, there's uh, an area where it's, like I said, you're walking in water and it's raining. So like you hear the uh, audio of, of, walking in a puddle but then you feel the you feel his footsteps and you feel his footsteps through the entire game which mm-hmm. is uh, really crazy um there's a there's an ice level where uh, you can f- it feels like you're gliding like it's almost hard to describe because it the the feeling in your hands is is crazy like 
the it's a mix of the audio and and the HD rumble where like mm-hmm. maybe walking through sand and walking um through water is is working the same thing but then when when the audio is added into it then your brain kind of makes it feel that way i guess to mm-hmm. a certain degree yeah they've done they've done a good job of of with this controller of uh finding a way to make it you know every every area in astrobot feel different just in your hands and, and i guess i guess through your ears as well like it, it it's very i think it's hard to for people to understand it who without actually holding the controller and actually you know seeing it in action or feeling it in action i suppose um but it, it truly is so it does it is something that feels new my my concern is that you know and this i think this happens with a lot of technologies right out the gate is are developers actually going to use this technology to improve the experience or change the experience of their games and i think that that is something that remains to be seen obviously a game like astro's playroom is designed around showing off the controller but that doesn't mean that you know god this the sequel to god of war uh, is going to make make the same use of the controller. You'd think at the very least Sony first party games would, but you know it could be something just you know I, I'm just kind of you know maybe playing devil's advocate or pessimist for a second. You know you think of something like the 3D, even from the three Nintendo's 3DS. Eventually games, even first party games, entirely dropped the 3D visuals in those games or the 3D effect in those games to mm-hmm. the point where they were releasing consoles. Uh, for that platform the 2ds that didn't even didn't even have the 3d function built into it at all so uh, i i guess that's my my worry is uh it's a really cool thing but if games don't really keep using it effectively then it's going to be just one of those things you're paying you know 80 to 90 dollars for a controller uh and technology that ends up kind of maybe falling by the wayside so really cool really neat in in a game designed around it but will other games continue to, you know, make good use of it? I, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Well, even uh, like Demon Souls and Spider Man do do use features of it. Like you do feel different things, but obviously not to the extent of Astros. So no, no. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I hope I'm with you. I hope that people do use it. I hope that in some indie. It might even come down to maybe like the triple A's start to ignore it, but maybe like mm-hmm. a, an indie developer really takes advantage of it and, and gives us something unique. Uh, I can see that happening as well, but mm. yeah, it's, it's, it, I'm hoping that they stick with it because it, it is something that differentiates it from the other consoles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this, sure. this is something that they can like, you know, when you say 14 to 12 teraflops, like it doesn't mean much in the real world, but when you're looking at something like this, like this is an advantage that they have that, that no other, like I under, I know Nintendo kind of has the, uh, the HD rumble and the joy cons, but I mm-hmm. think a lot of people play with the pro controller or even switch mini obviously doesn't even have the HD and, and really beyond like one, two switch. I don't know if any Nintendo games even utilize the, the HD rumble in their, in the joy cons. So, um, this is, this is something that hopefully Sony sticks with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I I've only played a little bit of Astro's Playroom. What I have played, I've enjoyed. Uh, I, I do. It'll it'll be a game I probably 100 percent eventually. Uh, but 
I need more opportunities where I'm downloading something or waiting for something to happen. You know, it's, <laughs> and, and that that's uh, you know, I'm not the first person to say this, but it's the irony of the new consoles is that everything loads so fast that you don't even have time to text people or check your phone or even play a game like Astro's Playroom because you know you're you're getting into games uh, in and out of games so fast that uh, the the downtime seems to you know have really uh, been been taken to a uh, taken close to a minimum. So. Um, you, we, I think we've both played uh, another game here. So this is a Bug Snacks mm-hmm. is a free game right now. If you have PS Plus, uh, I think it's a it's for PS4 and PS5. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I, I played a little bit of Bug Snacks today for the first time, um, and it's cute. It reminds me a little bit of something like Pokemon Snap. Uh, it's uh, very very lighthearted. It's got a lot of humor to it. Uh, the voice acting is you know pretty entertaining. Um, I, mm. I didn't I had no idea what Bug Snacks was before I booted it up like i i didn't know what kind of game it was like i feel like the the marketing was so much around the kind of the the kookiness of it and the 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 humor and the just how you know i think this theme song that everyone got hooked on when they when the game uh, was first shown off and um yeah i, I was not i guess i was just surprised by what it ended up being so it, it's a it's kind of a first person uh adventure game i guess uh you uh you walk around this island you're you're kind of you're kind of a reporter uh and you're sent to interview um this person who is kind of studying uh these creatures called bug snacks and they're like they're like foods uh, combined with insects, I guess. So, uh, for example, there's uh, a creature called the frider, which is a fr- uh, French fries, but in the shape of a spider, I guess. Uh, <laughs> there, there's little strawberries, you know, uh, there's a there's a little flying one that looks like a like a daiquiri i think a, a pineapple all these different kind of fruits and different foods uh and your goal i guess is to capture them um uh, and then you know fulfill kind of requests given to you by other people that are on this island and i think the the kind of the ultimate goal is to kind of rebuild this city or this civilization that is uh, that is on the island, uh, who all these people that are obsessed with these bug snacks, uh, and then also I guess find this per- this uh, person you were meant to interview who seems to have gone missing. So there's kind of a mystery element to it as well, uh, but it's cute, it's fun. I don't know uh, how much it will hold my attention, but I, I was kind of happy to uh, give it a try, uh, especially you know at, at no cost uh, given the the fact that it's free for PS Plus right now. Um, and I think that, you know, people with young kids or, or families or, you know, wanting to play with a partner, um, I feel like it'd be a really good game for that. Like, I feel like it'd be fun to watch. Um, you kind of you kind of pull out your camera and you identify the different bug snacks and it tells you a little bit about them, like how to capture them. You, you can't just maybe throw a net on them. You might have to stun them somehow or get another creature to help you capture them. Um, but yeah, it, it's kind of cute and neat. I don't know how much, David, I only played like 30 or 40 minutes. I don't know uh, how much you got into it. Yeah, the, uh, my, I played it with my daughter. She was having a great time with it. Uh, we got to the point where we ended up on a farm that was, um, they had like beetles that were made out of burgers. Yeah. yeah. And um, and they're, so the, you had to use these, there's these ketchup plants that yeah. you used with a slingshot. So she would, you would have to shoot I guess the the um, bunger, I think it was called, it was, bunger, or something like that. Bunger. Where, yeah, so I don't know the, what it's supposed. The, to, yeah, I guess it, yeah, beetle with a burger. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it's, it's funny. Like they 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 have funny names. They look they look hilarious too because they're always yeah. they're they're often they're just like Pokemon. They're like they say their own names, right? Like it's it's kind of funny. Yeah. 
And there, and uh, this this particular bug was um, attracted to the ketchup. So you would like throw the ketchup, and it would explode, and then the it would run towards the ketchup. So she was, um, I guess the the point of it was to kind of put the trap down, and then you shoot the ketchup at the trap, so it goes in. Mm-hmm. Um, but she found it hilarious uh, to be able to shoot the ketchup. So she she started shooting the the characters in the head with the ketchup and stuff, and it oh, would like yeah, yeah. explode on them, and uh, like I hearing her laugh like i i don't know if i've heard her laugh so hard uh yeah, hitting good. these these characters with ketchup in the face and um and then the 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 burgers uh the burger bugs too like ran at high speeds so like yes. she would put it against a wall so that the burger would hit the wall and stuff and she just thought it was yeah so i mean she she's really enjoying that game i, I obviously i don't i don't think it would hold my attention for <laughs> too long because it like you said it is kind of a simpler game um I think it meant to be enjoyed and probably like for kids and families and stuff. But yeah, it's definitely a a game. Uh, it looks very nice too, very big and colorful. So it's yeah, if you're, um, if you're, if another good. If, uh, if people are looking for something a little bit more, you know, you, you think it was something like Demon Souls, which is like you know the epitome of like a, a really really challenging, um, kind of deep and and you know it, it's the it's all it's all focused on gameplay and patience, and it, it's not like. Uh, it's the opposite of a casual game, right? Like there's no, yeah. there's no like difficulties or anything like that. Uh, you, you really need to be good at it um, or f- find a way to get good at it. Uh, Bug snacks. It feels like it, it, it's accessible, you know, like I said, good for, good for younger players and more casual players. Um, and probably a, just a good game to kind of wind down with. I feel like it, it might be the kind of game like I play at the end of a night. If I've had a longer session with, you know, something a little bit more intense, uh, you know, maybe I want to just, you know, catch some bug snacks, you know, complete a quest or something for the, the different uh, kind of crazy residents on that on that island uh, might might get into that too. So uh, it's definitely a game I can see playing with my my son uh, when he's a little bit older, um, uh, or just you know just kind of showing it off to him, see see how he likes it, see if it's uh, his kind of bag. But yeah, very colorful, you know, kind of very cartoony visuals, and uh, I love the voice acting and everything. And it, it seems like. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know. Like, I think a lot of people will like that game if they're looking for something a little bit more more relaxing. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. I just don't know that mm-hmm. it's it's just not the kind of experience I'm looking for right now. Uh, just coming off of, um, or I guess still uh, trying to finish up some things in Demon Souls and um, looking forward to you know Cyberpunk. Uh, and I mean, it's almost. I can't believe November is <laughs> almost over, but we're gonna have Cyberpunk yeah. in a couple weeks too, and. Yeah, uh, definitely in the hardcore gaming mode right now. So, yeah, and I mean, outside of Demon Souls, really the only option left for PS5 stuff uh, in that category would be like the the old play- PlayStation Four titles. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, like I said, I I transferred uh, some of my games. I couldn't transfer much because uh, I I quickly maxed out my PS5 hard drive. Oh my god! So it's. Yeah, it didn't take long, really, because no, I, I had small, maxed out my PS4, and they're about the same size. Like, mm-hmm. I had a terabyte uh, on mine. So. Same, yeah. Um, yeah, so the games I had transferred over, like, uh, even though I've already finished it, I did transfer over Trails of Cold Steel 4, because I know one day I want to get back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I wanted to try out, though, was uh, I wanted to try out something that came early on in the PlayStation 4's life, and something that I know got a, an upgrade, just so I could see the the difference so i i booted up uh batman arkham knight from disc like i actually went and got the disc and uh booted booted it up and um the game so it does come with like a game boost uh upgrade which was about seven gigabytes so uh 
on my that that's basically an overnight download for me so i got mm. to try it out uh last night um kind of fresh like on a fresh install and uh, man can you tell when it's 1080p and 4k now <laughs> yeah. yeah it it like it immediately looked downgraded because i was like oh man like i remember when i first played arkham knight it it seemed like you know revolutionary like it was so detailed mm-hmm. and everything and all of a sudden it, it looked kind of pedestrian and um so i let it download overnight and i got the game boost and it it certainly improved it but it it's not like you can't play demon souls and then yeah. play yeah. arkham knight and think that they're like in the same generation like you could tell there's a difference but mm-hmm. um it was it was neat to see the difference um the, the compatibility for old playstation 4 games i'm surprised at how robust it is like i know beforehand we were think they were talking about oh like the top 100 games and then some somewhere along the line that morphed into like pretty much everything except like these 10 games that people probably aren't playing anymore anyway yeah and um so it's it's neat to see like i'm i guess we're we're still going to be waiting a while at least a few more months for some of the game boosts like some of the things i'm looking forward to is uh I know Witcher 3 has has a confirmed game boost, but we're not going to see that to probably March or April, uh, yeah. especially with Cyberpunk. Um, the uh, I know like games like Horizon is, are going to... I think there's a game boost, but I haven't booted that one up, so it'd be interesting to see what that looks like on the PlayStation 4. I've heard that Nier Automata looks really good mm. uh, on PlayStation 4. Like, it's a locked-in 60 FPS, and that game looked beautiful uh, without a boost. So, sure. um yeah, um, Final Fantasy VII Remake doesn't have a game boost yet, so I'm I'm curious to see how that will look because again, I don't know. It just it didn't look right to me when I I played it for about half an hour and it just it seemed off to me. But like you, you played it in 4K on the PS Pro though, didn't you? Yeah, I did. So I haven't had a chance to throw the disc in uh, in my PS5, but I do want to do that. Um, I, I thought it looked great. Like it it was probably. I would maybe say the best looking game I've ever seen on PlayStation Four. So um, I'll I'll try to. I, I've I've already packed up my PS Four Pro, but I will throw it in my PS Five and see how it compares. Just kind of pa- see if it passes the eye test or not. But yeah, yeah. I, on a PS Four Pro, it looked great. Like it it really did look like it was noticeably more attractive than you know uh, other PS Four games that I'd played on on that console. So yeah, it might just be something maybe. Uh, there's a setting I have to change or something because I played it 1080p on my on a non PS Pro like a just a regular uh, PS4. So yeah, maybe there's something I have to change there because it didn't it didn't look 4K to me. So I gotta see the end of that. But yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised that it plays all the PS4 games um, very well though. Like there was no I didn't notice any hiccups. Uh, like I said, the the ones the games that have game boost seem to play better. So. Uh, uh, happy with the way that they've set up compatibility so far, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I do want to try some of these PS4 games as well. I just, I don't know when I'm gonna, when I'm gonna have time for you know going back to PlayStation 4 games because I, I feel like it's just gonna be one after another with me. Like, finish Demon Souls, start Cyberpunk, finish. It, it, you know, Cyberpunk is gonna be even bigger than Demon Souls. Like get through yeah. cyberpunk to some extent and then i'm gonna you know, be playing miles morales uh at the end of uh the end of december and so we'll see we'll see what january brings like i feel like you know we don't know the if we don't know games coming out you know release dates or months or anything i feel like for ps5 or xbox for for next year it feels like it's all kind of a mystery still so 
2021 just feels like a mystery. And I, I know, it, you yeah. know, a lot of that is, in you know, in, as a result of the pandemic and, and things just being pushed and not solidified. So um, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe there will be a little bit of a lull in uh, early parts of next year where I'll get a chance to go back to some of these PS4 games that I, I didn't get to finish. Like I... Uh, I, I was pleasantly surprised to see that the f- version of Final Fantasy 15 uh, that is available as part of the PS uh, Plus collection is the Royal version. So I'll, I, I definitely want to go back and try out some of that uh, that DLC that got added to FF15. Uh, even though I didn't, I didn't, you know, I, I thought it was a good game overall. I didn't love it, but I do want to try out some of the the extra parts of it. And um, yeah, you know, maybe maybe there's some discs like even Yakuza Six, uh, or which I I didn't get a chance to start up, but I, I'd love to uh, find time for that eventually and see how it looks on the PS5. But so, so I guess so much to the, the the thing I'm taking away here is there's so much to experiment with still. Uh, whether mm-hmm. these games are getting dedicated game boosts or not, do they just look do they just look and run better on their own? It seems like that's the case more generally with Xbox. Because uh, they they've seemed to be more focused on backwards compatibility, but um, yeah, it remains to be seen. At least for me, uh, how much of my older PS4 games are? I see. I didn't do the transfer like you did. Like I didn't. I didn't move my stuff over automatically. Like I I do kind of want to blank slate it, so I'm not looking at this ba- another huge backlog over and over again. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I I'd rather just focus on you know one one or two games at a time, and we'll see how that takes us. But yeah, I, I I'm looking forward to all, you know all the possibilities and all the opportunities that the these new consoles are going to give us. So yeah, well I'm and the games could come fast and furious after Cyberpunk. Like we got, sure. uh, I'm looking forward to Deathloop from um, Bethesda. Uh, Forgotten West might be earlier, might be early in the year, uh, depending on where they are in development. Mm-hmm. Um, then we there there's uh, Outsiders from Square Enix. Uh, I think is early in the year. Yep. They they might actually have Final Fantasy 16 in 2021. It's possible. Yeah, uh, yeah I could, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a demo of it. Actually, I think that they seem to, Square Enix seems to be really into the the demos now with their with their bigger games. So I could see that. Yeah. Well, and, and the director was uh, quite adamant that they're they're way further ahead than anyone would give them credit for. So mm-hmm. uh, they seem intent on getting that one done. So um, there's yeah, it could be 2021 could be quite the year when when you look at all the stuff that's coming out and with uh, the new consoles and looking forward to it. Mm-hmm, sure. Um, I, I suppose, you know, in the, in the, at the end of this conversation where we're looking forward a little bit, maybe that's a good time to start talking about uh, the event you mentioned earlier on, where we're actually going to be looking back at some games. So uh, what, uh, what, what have you got? This is, this is your brainchild. I'm, I'm just kind of <laughs> yeah. along for the ride here. So uh, what, uh, what have you got? Uh, kind of lined up for us in terms of this uh, trying to determine the the best RPG of all time. Yeah. So yeah. So I guess everything kind of came to mind to me because I was looking at the episode numbers and thinking that uh, the the big 100th episode is coming up. It's uh, going to be in March. Uh, it's coming up quickly. So I wanted to do something special for it. And um, we haven't really done lists per se on on the mage. I don't. I I know we talk about some of our favorite games and stuff, but we haven't really done lists per and uh the game awards coming out recently is it just got me thinking so what i've come up with is um i, I want to kind of have a determination of what between like the the folks that are um, on the podcast and the patrons and even some social media things is kind of uh come up with a, a mage list of the best rpgs so the way that we're working gonna do it is in a it's kind of like um 
uh, I don't know, like uh, NCAA uh, bracket style, I guess, in the sense that there'll be 32 games that we've we've chosen now. Um, we'll preview them. Uh, I guess we got some time. We'll preview preview them tonight. Uh, kind of give the reasons why we chose them, and maybe a few games that could have made it but just missed the cut. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way we're doing it is uh, we're doing an Eastern Conference and a Western Conference. So uh, obviously games made in Japan in the East, and games mostly games made in the West. There's a couple. Uh, couple Eastern games I had to stick in the Western Conference, but uh, basically trying to kind of use the globe as our, our breakdown. And within those conferences, we have uh, some different uh, divisions. So on the Eastern side, we have a Square Enix division. So we have eight games from Square Enix that we've chosen. And we've broken it down into... Uh, we've chosen the top two action RPG games that we think uh, Square Enix has made. So going up against each other will be uh, Near Automata, and uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I, I, I guess the, the biggest noticeable game that missed the cut here would be Final Fantasy XV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suppose you, you... I guess it's a toss-up between Final Fantasy VII Remake and XV. I think Remake was the better game, so so I, th- I, I think that's where we go from there. And then uh, Nier, I think, is, is uh, an incredible game that had to be on our list as well. So it'll be interesting to see... Uh, where what happens here like what 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 game folks are going to enjoy more because even sitting here now i don't know if i can even i I have to really have to think about which game i i even would pick between mm-hmm. the two yeah i think i think the great thing about uh the lineup of games we've chosen here is that not, i don't know that any of these are easy matchups like you know we'll, we'll get into some of the matchups later or you know I, I don't know if we want to reveal them all uh, tonight, or if we want to kind of do that uh, online or what have you. But um, I guess another notable omission might be some of the earlier Final Fantasy games. So uh, we don't have four or five uh, or eight or nine. Uh, we do have Final Fantasy VI going against Chrono Trigger, which kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know that that's a kind of a constant uh, comparison between those two games. Uh, and then uh, we have the original Final Fantasy VII as well. Um, and uh, to me, I think it's six and seven are kind of the the games I think that come up most often as people's favorite Final Fantasy games is just a matter of whether you kind of grew up as a PlayStation kid or a Super Nintendo kid. I think I think it, mm-hmm. a lot of it is tied to that uh, uh, maybe where you started your uh, RPG journey. Um, uh, another maybe uh, notable uh, omission or maybe uh, decision we we've got here is uh, the uh, in the Blizzard division is uh, World of Warcraft versus Diablo Two. Uh, and I, I think Diablo three, uh, you know, could possibly be on this list as well. But to me, people still clamor for what Diablo two is doing. To me, I think it's a little bit more memorable. I know Diablo three, maybe by this point, has lasted longer, and it's certainly on more platforms. But I still think there's there's more fondness for going back to something like Diablo two. Uh, and pe- I, I, people still play that game as well, like even even though it's you know uh, over a decade old. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I don't know. What about what about the indies, David? Like how did how did we arrive at at just these two? Like there's 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 other ones we talked about too, right? Yeah. So in the indie indie division, we ended up going with Undertale and Transistor. Um, I mean, Undertale I think is just been a, a cultural phenomenon, so mm-hmm. it's hard to not have them on the list. So. Th- Really, to me, it was who is it going to go up against, and there there was actually a few things, few games that we had. Um, like my f- initial gut reaction was like Cosmic Star Heroin, 
um, which was was my first pick. But then I started thinking like with Supergiant games, like I know Hades is is all the rage right now. Not re- not an RPG, so. But it got me thinking about how great Transistor was, so yeah. that's that's why I ended up going with Transistor as as the uh, the in, the other indie in this division. Um, but there, there's a few different game, indie games that could have made it. Like I know, uh, Darkest Dungeon gets a lot of praise. Not a game I've played, so it, I mean that that didn't help <laughs> get getting on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like Children of Morta, uh, Hyperlight Drifter, I think is a couple other ones. Did that you mention Bastion cast, but... as well? Oh yeah, then there's Bastion again. Yeah. I I think Transistor's better than Bastion. That's that's why I ended up going with that. But yeah, I agree. All all games that could have been on there. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a Bioware division. We got four different Bioware games. Uh, all older ones. <laughs> You're not gonna see Anthem on the list. No. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll buy process of elimination. Determine uh, you know what what Bioware game from back in the day we think was the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we got the From Softwares. I mean, it's it's going to be tough. Like, I think we're going to have some heated arguments for sure. I think that uh, very few of the matchups I can see, like, um, exactly what your stance is going to be. Or, or you know, I can't just necessarily look at one match and be like, oh, I'm definitely going with this one. I think they're all pretty tough. And so, yeah, we'll 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 see how it goes. Uh, we're going to try to get Casey on next week uh, to, uh, you know, go through the first uh, kind of first round of uh, eliminations here and. Uh, should be a lot of fun, but obviously we want to hear from people out there too. You know, uh, David, I, I don't, I can't remember if you've already shared the uh, list of games or the the matchups with any any uh, any of our uh, channels yet. Yeah, so the initial, so I had an initial list of twenty five games uh, that was kind of compiled. Went through a bunch of other sites, uh, topped uh, you know RPG lists, some of the big sites and stuff, just to kind of get an idea. And so we had an initial 25 and then we got some feedback on um, a few of the others to, to kind of round out the list. So the our Patreon has um, at least had an idea of uh, the games that will be on the list. Haven't sh- I'm, I'll also be sharing the the finalized brackets. So um, anyone who's uh, listening will be able to go on there, but I'm also going to put it on our website as well. So you'll be able to, to head over if you'd like to see the, the different matchups because uh, we also got like the Atlas division, the Falcom division, Nintendo division. Um, so yeah, we, we got a whole bunch of different, uh, divisions that'll be interesting to see, uh, what we choose on. And the, the way that we're going to choose it is, um, so we'll have episodes dedicated, like, uh, our first episode will either be the Eastern or Western conference. We'll go through, um, the eight different, uh, matchups and, uh, or I don't know if, I don't think we'll give our picks necessarily on the show, but we'll just kind of discuss, you know, maybe we'll each pick a game and kind of talk about why it deserves to win over the other and, and why, you know, the games will compare graphics, compare story, battle mechanics, that sort of thing. And, um, maybe we'll at least, uh, I'm sure by the discussion, uh, it'll be known where we're leaning, I suppose. But at the end of the day, what we'll do is, um, the, the, the podcast team will make their picks. Uh, the Patreon, uh, members will be able to make their choices on which games should move forward and then maybe we'll just do some a few informal polls on social media yeah. and uh, kind of put them all together and kind of come up with a, a winner and loser um, and just kind of keep moving our way through until we get to the final game um, at the very end. So it'll probably all be spread out. I believe it's like six episodes we're going to end up having mm-hmm. and the winner will be declared on the 100th episode. 
Yeah, and uh, so is that March or April? I can't remember what... Uh, uh, yeah, uh, March 7th, I believe, is the 100th episode. Right, okay, cool. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, definitely not something we're trying to, you know, wrap up in a day or something like that. So uh, stay tuned for, you know, uh, opportunities to share your thoughts on the matchups and which games uh, you think should move forward. We definitely want this to be kind of a collaborative uh, process. Uh, obviously, there's going to be some heated arguments, uh, discussions to come out of it, but uh, that's all in good fun, too. Um, I, I, this was kind of a, a in place of our last call. So if you're if you're waiting for last call, uh, sorry that that uh, the discussion yeah. of the tournament was kind of was kind of our uh, impromptu last call for tonight. Um, we we do have uh, so, so like David mentioned, uh, we'll probably start uh, the discussion of the tournament uh, in in full uh, next week. Start talking about the the first kind of games to start uh, moving forward and you know what our picks might be and think think about that. Uh, and then uh, you know then coming up, we'll have a dedicated episode. Uh, on Demon Souls, we're going to try to get uh, Steve from the Cross Players uh, to join us for that one as well. Um, and then, yeah, just just more, you know, more PlayStation Five impressions uh, to come. We'll obviously have an episode about Cyberpunk uh, when we've uh, sunk our teeth into that one. Uh, I will try to have some Watchdog impressions uh, for the intro uh, next week. Uh, like I said, I'm going to try to pick that up tomorrow, and then maybe even Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So there are some there are some uh, non first party PS Five games that I want to want to get into as well. Uh, hopefully before Cyberpunk comes out, and um, we'll see uh, how much. Uh, how much time I end up getting to sink into those, but uh, uh, I think that uh, does it for today uh, or for tonight. Uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe to uh, the Thirsty Mage podcast on your podcast app on your phone or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, we're on Spotify, of course. Uh, David, I don't know if you still are you know checking the Spotify numbers. What was it? Uh, the Netherlands or or where in Europe were we getting a lot of listeners and followers <laughs> yeah. from? I don't remember that. Yeah, it's it started off in the Netherlands, but it it definitely has uh, grown. So okay. it's um, yeah, it's we're we're all over all over Europe and America now. I think okay. America has taken over as number one. So, okay, cool. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the Netherlands can no longer. Uh, have the title of uh, most uh, mage listeners on Spotify. Yeah, well, it's our fault for not doing any of our episodes in Dutch. Yeah, that's um, right. <laughs> we'll have to see if we can pay someone to dub over it or something like that. Um, Let's see. Uh, what? Uh, what? Uh, uh, any reviews working on for the Thirsty Mage right now? Anything uh, going to be videos? Anything like that popping up soon? Uh, there will be. Oh, I guess I can't say it yet. There is a game that I currently. Yeah, we can't talk about it yet. So that'll that will be coming uh, next week when this episode comes out. So stay tuned for that. It'll be coming out the same week that this comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, this launches on a Sunday, so you'll see it later on. Um, and then I'm sure uh, there'll be some coverage on the PS5 games that'll be coming out. Uh, we definitely want to... Uh, we'll be talking lots about Cyberpunk, I'm sure, when, mm-hmm. when that comes out on the 10th. So, um, yeah, that'll be uh, the big focus when, when... I think there'll be a lot of PS5 content going forward into the new year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that's obviously where our focus is right now. I know a lot of people are... Uh, that either have the console and they're you know they're they're uh, enamored with it, they're having a lot of fun with it, or you know a lot of people are also still trying to get one. So you know, good luck to everybody out there still trying to uh, you know <laughs> checking the websites constantly for for uh, stock updates and things like that. Uh, I know it's not easy, um, but uh, oh. you know, good luck if you're still if you're still on the hunt for one. Hopefully, you're able to find one before the before the end of the year. But uh, obviously, there's going to be more more shipments coming uh, soon. I mean, Sony <laughs> Sony and Microsoft they they want they want your money. Uh, they yeah. just need to get those <laughs> consoles right. out in the wild. So hopefully, uh, hopefully yeah. that'll happen for people soon. 
Uh, but yeah, I think that's, it, yeah, go ahead. Well, I just remembered one thing before we go. Yes. It's, um, so I've, I finished my replay of Trails in the Sky and, uh, I will be starting Trails, even though the PS5 has really second a lot of my attention. Um, I'm definitely going to be starting Trails in the Sky second chapter. And we've set up on our Discord channel uh, a dedicated channel for the second chapter talk. So there's already been a couple people that have indicated that they'll be playing with us. So I think we'll start that um, in the next few weeks. And basically, yeah, we're just going to be there to... Uh, I mean, second chapter is a huge game, so if anyone yes, who yes. wants to uh, chat about all the the characters uh, that we meet or um, help with, the, you know, different battle uh, mechanics or that sort of thing, or to uh, just talk about our experience, uh, head on over to our Discord channel, and uh, yeah, you can join us on the uh, second chapter playthrough. Uh, well, there's a, like I said, there'll be a few of us talking in there, so feel free to jump in and, um, you know. Falcom's a, a big thing for us these days, and uh, I think uh, e- even with all the PS5 talk, there's always going to be room for the the old uh, playthroughs of uh, a lot of these old Trails Trails games. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, I'm going to try to get through another one. Uh, maybe it's probably Trails of Cold Steel Two uh, before the fourth game comes to Switch next year. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll I don't know if I'm going to go full hog like you are, David. <laughs> basically every game they've, they've uh they've created in that series but uh i will i will get back to it at some point um uh i did want to say uh you know we, we normally record on a wednesday we're recording on a thursday today uh, it is uh thanksgiving in the in the states right now so happy thanksgiving to everybody uh down there dave and i already had our thanksgiving last month so uh we had our we had our turkey and our, our stuffing our mashed potatoes and everything uh about a month ago so uh we're 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 done with that, but uh, you know, to everyone celebrating that right now, uh, I hope you have a good uh, a good holiday. Obviously, it's a little bit different this year, but uh, yeah, whatever you know, you make the best of it. Uh, you do whatever you can. Um, but uh, yeah, that takes us to the end of another episode. So uh, more. I hope you enjoyed our uh, kind of initial PS5 impressions. More to come, absolutely on that. Uh, I, I can't wait to start gushing about Demon Souls in full. Uh, so stay tuned a couple weeks for that, and uh, I think that uh, that'll take us to the end. So uh, have a good night, everybody, uh, and talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you.